The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. Hi, it's Mike from the Southland Community Law Centre, and with me today is our staff solicitor, Gail. Hi, Gail. Thank you for coming in today. Hi, Mike. It's my pleasure. We're going to talk about employment rights and responsibilities. As we all know, employment, for the majority of us at least, is a necessary component of life. True. So before we start, um, just letting everyone know, today's information is just that, legal information. If you need assistance with your own particular matter, please call our offices uh, for an appointment. So, as with any, um, or most things, employment, comes, it comes with rights and responsibilities. I think it's a good place to start would be with the employee's rights. So Gail, what are their rights? Okay, well there are quite a few rights that an employee has, and with the time constraints on today's show, hopefully we can touch on as many as we can. Fair point. So let's get going. Let's start with the contract, eh? Yeah, sure. Before we do that, can I point out that both the employee and the employer must act in good faith throughout the employment tenure. That includes negotiating the finer points of the employment agreement, but also in the way they behave and how terminations are handled. So an employee should receive an employment agreement before they start working. This will give the employee an opportunity to view the expectations the employer has and conditions under which you're to be employed. Um, things to look for when receiving an employment agreement are uh, that every employment agreement should be in writing. Um, you should be given a reasonable time frame to read it and seek advice on the contents before signing. Um, if you have any questions or require clarity, the employer is the first person to ask. And agreements can either be individual or collective. There are a number of things that must be included in your agreements such as like the names of the employer and the employee, a description of the work to be performed, an indication of the place of work, the agreed hours or an indication of the hours that you are to work, the wage rate or the salary payable, and how and when it will be paid, that is the salary or wages, and then the plain explanation of how to help resolve employment relationship problems including advice that personal grievances must be raised within 90 days, uh, a statement that the employee will get at least time and a half for public holidays, um, and for relevant employees, the employment protection provision, which is to apply to employers' businesses if it's sold or transferred, or if the employee's work is contracted out any other matters agreed on, such as trial periods, probationary arrangements, or availability provisions, should also be mentioned. The nature of the employment, whether or not it's like a fixed term or for a particular reason. Okay. Awesome memory there, dear. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, handy to know. So, if, um, if we've been offered employment and we've had our agreement looked at by someone, um, and found a few things that sort of, you know, are a little bit confusing or we want changed. We go to the employer and then what? Well, yeah, you go to the employer and you must talk to them. And 
an employment agreement is a living document, so it has to be changed with the consent or agreement of both parties, so the employer and the employee. Um, if there are changes that you want made to your contract, you have to discuss it with the employer, of course, and when you come to a change in the agreement, it must be noted in the actual agreement or rewritten. The whole document has to be rewritten and incorporates the changes. Essentially, whatever best suits at the time. However, it's important to have all changes noted and signed by both parties and potentially dated if necessary. Okay. So when you read through uh, an employment agreement, then it's probably important to um, initial every page? I would say so, yes. Yeah. Cool. So um, we all love working, I'm sure. But can an employer employ me at any old rate of pay? No, an employer must pay you at least the minimum set out in legislation. So most people will be aware that the new wage rate or the current adult rate is $20 an hour. But there are also other rates or other minimums applicable depending on your age and your employment situation. Okay, like? Like if uh, there's a starting out wage and a training wage... These apply to people between 16 and 17 entering employment with a new employer or 20-year-olds or over whose employment training requires them to gain 60 credits per year. Okay, so um, where would we go to find out a bit more information on that? For a more in-depth breakdown of these minimums, you can visit the employment website. So that's employment.govt.nz. Awesome. Thank you for that. So what about holidays? Uh, well, it's interesting with this one is that many people are unaware that they're entitled to holidays or the amount of holidays that they're entitled to. Um, there are several entitlements an employee is awarded per year. So annual leave or holidays in general, four weeks paid leave after 12 months of continuous employment. And a lot of people still think it's like set at two weeks a year, but it's actually four. Um, statutory leave or public holidays so that's 11 days per year and this is set to change next year to include um, Mataliki celebrations um, sick leave so with sick leave you get 10 days per year um, after 6 months of continuous employment and this is accruable up to uh, 20 days uh, you're entitled to 3 days of bereavement leave so bereavement leave is when another member of your family passes or a close person passes. Mm-hmm. Um, though most employers will allow, you know, it, it just depends on the situation. Usually it's three days for an immediate family member, but most pl- employers will allow a bit more depending on the loss incurred by the employee. And this could be either at the employee's cost or the employer's cost at their discretion or allow you to take annual leave that you might have available to you. Um, so then, sorry, with the um, only having three days for an immediate family member, so let's say my mum passes away, yeah, I'm entitled by law for three days paid leave, is that right? It doesn't have to be consecutive days though. Okay. So you can take, say you need one day off because your mum's died, mm-hmm. and then say the funeral was in four days time, you can take it off depending on the days that you need off, it doesn't have to be a big bulk lot of three days. So what if it's a special auntie that's not an immediate family member? Well, it's on a case-by-case basis, and that's something you and your employer will have to discuss. 
Excellent. And there's like other leaves available, um, but not necessarily relating to bereavement. Um, there's parental leave, stress leave, um, garden leave, leave without pay, and jury service. So that's just to name a few. Um, and there's more that you can see on the employment.gabt.nz website, a full breakdown of the different leaves. Excellent. Awesome. So, breaks. What about them? Are we entitled to bad breaks? Yeah, traditionally now in my day is smoko. Yeah, um, so every employee is entitled to take rest breaks and meal breaks. The number and times you can take a break is relative to the number of hours you work. Okay, can you give us an example please? Yeah, sure. Let's look at the good old-fashioned eight-hour working day. Yeah. Um, the rules are, if you work between six and ten hours, then you're entitled to a one-minute, a one-ten-minute rest break, a thirty-minute meal break, and another ten-minute rest break. Breaks are negotiable, are a negotiable component of your working day, and both your employer and you can reach an agreement as and when you t- to take breaks. Um, as a note, you know, negotiation must be reached by both parties acting in good faith. Okay. So then, because um, I know that some people that work in like a clothing store, they're usually the only one working, especially if it's a small one. Yes. Um, so the breaks, they'll probably be compensated for not getting a break. Would that be a few call? Oh, it depends on the situation. Like in retail, you're still entitled to breaks, even if. You're the only person on. I've been in situations before where you're the only person on, but you still need to take breaks. So someone has to be there to cover you. Okay. So then let's get on to responsibilities. But yeah, like you're saying, you can come to some sort of compensation arrangement. Yeah, well, that's part of the negotiation yeah. process. Yeah. yeah. So again, so responsibilities. All oh, right. Um, employers have to, employees have to act in good faith at all times during their employment. And that means that in the event of an accident, an employee must inform the employer of the event. A simple example of that would be part of your job requires heavy lifting and you suffer from a back complaint. I mean, whether it's recent or a long time thing, if it's to prevent you from doing your job, if you don't tell your boss, it could be seen as not acting in good faith. Okay. So I imagine that health and safety is uh, um, would be make up a large proportion of the, uh, an agreement? Yeah, health and safety is a major component of your employment agreement, and it can come with a lot of responsibilities. You should be proactive in making yourself aware of your rights and responsibilities in relation to health and safety. Cool. So, policies and procedures. Most companies slash employers, or whatever you want to call them, uh, make reference to companies' uh, policies and procedures. Uh, it will require employees to make themselves familiar with these, I imagine? Yeah, so employers employers will have to have the policies and procedures available to staff and make sure that they can access them without too much difficulty. So, to act in good faith and make sure you can familiar, familiarise yourself with these. If not, then you need to inform your employer that you're unable to do so and the reasons why. Okay, so other responsibilities an employee might have? Uh, well, employees have to act in a way that does not tarnish the employer's reputation. Employees must act in a way that will not tarnish their employer's reputa- reputation 
and it's important to remember that even when you're off duty, as it were, you're still indirectly representing your employer. Many employees have been successfully dismissed for comments that they make in public, especially online, even when they haven't mentioned the name of the company or the names of people concerned. People know that where you work and therefore they associate with your, your behaviour with the company. That makes good sense. So, any other examples, just quickly? Yeah, the, there's a common example of um, a person losing their driver's licence and driving in is, is an integral part of your job. And this could be, say, you dismissed because you need the driver's licence in order to do your job. Okay. Well, unfortunately, we've been given the single direct this session up, um, which means we'll need to continue this chat next time. So you're going to be available to answer a few more of my weirdo questions? Yes. I'm used to the weirdo questions. Good to know. <laughs> All right, go. Well, thanks for answering the questions today. Um, and I hope it helps our listeners. It's always important to remember that all situations are unique and it is advised that if you are unsure about your rights or, or obligations, you seek legal advice or information about your situation as early as you can. Um, if you have any questions about what we've discussed today or have a query in relation to something else or you would like an appointment, with one of our volunteer lawyers, then please call us on 2143180 or stop in at our offices at Level 2, 33 Don Street. That's the Q building for those who are aware. Um, our office hours are 9am to 4.30pm Monday to Thursday and Fridays we're open until 12.30pm. Throughout 2021, we will continue to run our um, rural outreach clinics for the following Southland areas. Gore, Bluff, Winton, Riverton, Lumsden, Tautau, Ohai Nightcats, Tuatapari and Tiano. Uh, you can contact us on 0800 55 0800 to make an appointment or for details as to when we will be next in your area. Have a great day. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz.